Hi guys, how's it going? This is your boy Io, aka Alade the Hunter, aka Black Boy Joy. That's a new one, by the way. Thanks for listening and coming back to Off the Rails the podcast. Um, we really had a lot of fun making all these episodes, and I really hope that you guys have as much fun listening to it. Thanks for coming back once again. Listen and be blessed. Peace out. A town. I think it's interesting. Like today's racism is so interesting because of how blatant it, it, it is, right? Like you would think. I think Donald Trump was one of the best things to happen to black people in America for the sake of the conversation, and I think Obama, Obama was so significant because of representation, right? Like he became president of America, and so he made it so that black people could aspire to such lofty heights mm. right all the dominoes, but all also dominoes. what he did what, well, not what he did but what his presidency kind of caused was the desensitization of how racism was viewed in america it was mm-hmm. like yeah. if black man is president what are you talking yeah, about yeah they always use that mm-hmm. so it was so it was like we don't see color we don't especially white liberals white liberals i'm not going to lie to you like unless you are true allies white liberals if you are listening you people who think that you are you, people that who are secretly racist, you are annoying me because your racism is the worst. Yeah. You don't know that it exists. At least the white uh, man that is openly racist will call me a nigger with a harder, and I'm like, yeah, I know where you stand. Yeah. You other people, you smile with me, but like, I want to punch you in the face, Loki. You yeah. see all those people that they're exposing, people in healthcare. Yeah, yeah, that, you know. Mm. But even back to like like what I was saying, right? So like, I think Obama did enough. Obama's presidency desensitized people to the nature of racism in America, yeah. right? Yeah. So it, the conversation was was danced around. Like no one was really having that conversation. It was like yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was easy to say it didn't exist. And then Trump becoming president and being so vocal about his racism. So with style that wasn't really like there wasn't it wasn't really stylish like he wasn't doing it with style but he, he wouldn't come out and openly say i hate black people but he's like they suck Dogs. do you understand like trump trump is a kind of person that you know can whisper yeah trump is incapable of whispering and but that kind of just made people who thought like him yeah. like yeah like that's what and, and, and they came out they became so them. open about yeah. it that like it was impossible to not have that conversation anymore. Yeah, and yeah. that is why, like, that is one thing I'm so thankful for Trump's presidency yeah, for. So that like, we can get this shit. Like, you can't tell me you are not racist anymore, anymore. because you're like, you are openly shouting racist rhetoric. Mm-hmm. So, to your point, talk to me. Not just to the white people, but Trump's presidency has also exposed America to the world. Like, I was, like, I was talking to my mom today, actually, and like, our last couple of conversations, she just keeps saying, so this is the real America. Like I'm so turned off from America now. Like oh. so this like she is like dumbfounded because in this in her head America was some utopia, right? Yeah. So now she's like, wow. Like this is hip- she's like the, the biggest hypocrite. I don't even think I'll, I she's like, oh maybe you should start looking at Canada more. I'm like I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. No, 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 no. no. This yes. is nothing new. They are everywhere, but we're looking. We're still, At least. We'll be ready. Like, At least Canada wants me to come. Like, dead ass. Like, my mind is prepared. Like, even in Australia, I'll come and meet you. As in Loki. Like, you might be doing this, my, this podcast. My, my, honestly, my mind is always honestly. like, you don't know, you don't know what, what, if Trump wins again, he cannot declare himself emperor of America. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, that's when we're like, all right, boys, it's time to pack up and I, go. I, re- I really liked how, I really like this George Floyd thing for several reasons that like you like you can't really say you like this George Floyd because he yeah, might yeah, die for it but like to be enough. honest it look eh, up until this happened eh, you can't convince me otherwise that Donald Trump was going to be president again like the, he's going to be president like you couldn't tell me otherwise yeah, yeah right? but now I was so sure yeah now that this happened you see the thing is 
Uh, Andrew Schultz was saying from like from Flagrant Two, they were like, if this was some amazing plan by a Democrat, this was the greatest chess move ever, mm-hmm. right? Which is, is, is we're going to say it's not because like we, obviously we don't know, but like Democrats it doesn't, are not. Democrats are not. Nice, so they can't do yes. it. But if it was, it was the greatest chess move ever, because every time something controversial happens, like something really really controversial happens. Trump leans to his core demographic always, mm-hmm. every time, yeah. right? Like, always. In general, he's president of the people, and he will say whatever, whatever, and he will lean towards random sides when you ask him direct questions. But then, when something so controversial happens, he will lean to his core demographic. Think mm-hmm. about the things where um, the white tiki people, touches, yeah, tiki touches, exactly. There's fine like people, in the, fine people on, on side. both sides, right? Fine. You can always see him lean towards his demographic, his core demographic. So in this situation, this was so controversial that like he had to take his side. Yeah. The side was it was predetermined before he took one. You knew he was going to lean into his core demographic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His core demographic is primarily racist. Mm-hmm. So he was going to always spout racist rhetoric. Mm-hmm. Right? The way things blew up and the global attention that this has gotten mm-hmm. has made his comments all the more worse. They ha- they are not any worse or better than what he's usually said. It's just the attention in this particular space yeah. was so big that now if it's one, if you were black before and you considered voting for Trump, you have to ask yourself certain questions. Mm, yeah. What the hell am I really thinking about? Because this man has and openly said he disregards your life. And I'm actually yeah. mad. Like, how can a president... Right? Oh my God. I was too... <laughs> Everybody was shocked about that, man. No, nah, that is wild. It's wild. Two, it's also been... It's also such a global thing because what he has said, what he's, he's talking about is martial law, which, against the citizens of your own country, is a war crime. Mm-hmm. So, this guy has determined that he doesn't like black people enough that he's willing to do, to commit war crimes to silence you. But he's now he's saying it with his chest. I mean... He said it with his yeah, chest. Yeah, you knew, yeah, but like I mean, he said it with his but chest. But the police been so now, committing war crimes on black people. Yeah, no, yeah, but we now, knew, but yeah. like, it was so openly voiced that like... So now, white people are even like, whoa... Like, why racist? Like, but like, 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 now. like, 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 he was winning. See, Biden, Biden is stressed. a terrible choice. He's so bad. But so I will bad. drag my balls to, to uh, gravel to, to vote for him if I have to. Biden's brain is like... He's mush. He's like sponge. So, so many okay, words. so well, I was telling Shola this, right? For me to be okay with Biden, because I know he's senile. His oh, brain is mush. For me to who be is in his cabinet? He's having, he's going to have a black side. Um, I need to know who is behind him. He's going him. to have a black deputy. So I think it, well, I don't want uh, it to be just somebody just uh, sorry. Kamala, for... Kamala is probably his his vice. Kamala imprisoned us now. Yes, but she's black. Oh my god, we're in trouble. No, because you, you, you keep making noise about Obama. The only thing Obama had going for him was that he was black. What did he really do for black people? That's yeah, another band now. Yeah, yes, it was us, funny. He was vibes. He was black. Yeah. He had Obama jokes. That's really it. If we're being honest, like the vibes, he kept yeah, us the kept, cool the vibes made us happy, man. Obama's policies didn't necessarily positively affect black people. Oh no, they didn't. No, they didn't. So no, what? No, I mean, they, so no, they did some. They did. They didn't really. Let's be honest. But not not the policies. The policies he did that were quote-unquote, in public, like, on the face of it, supposed to benefit black people, white people took advantage yeah, of it. Yeah. So yeah. it really still only benefited Medicare, white people. Yeah, all that stuff. 
So yeah. he didn't really do anything that benefited black people. He didn't. Yeah. So if him being black was enough for him, why is it not enough for Kamala Harris? Kamala Harris give us vibes. She's not the vibes. Have you seen her walking with that matching band? She looks so. This thing we are so we are so subjective about the way we view women that like regardless of how smart you are, you have to also be good looking. It's wrong. That's the truth. Yeah, that's true. That's if you're not good looking, you're not going to get by. Yeah, but she needs to give us vibes. She's a leader. You guys give people vibes. And she's good looking. Obama was straight vibes, man. Yeah. Have you seen his shorts? Like, it's yeah, look how Obama, so Obama is vibes. Vibes. So is Obama hopes. So anyways, so where, are we, where were we? I don't know. Before we enter this. I'm sorry, we've gone off the rails. Yeah, this is. Welcome to our podcast. Sorry, just say something. Still staying on that George Floyd, the whole George Floyd situation, though. Um, this whole thing that ha- that happened in America, it's basically like, like you said before, the George Floyd thing itself is not good. But at the same time, there's been like some positives from it because even somewhere like Australia, it took that happening for people to then shine the light on for us to shine the light on ourselves and be like, oh hey, okay, cool. You guys want to talk about police brutality? You guys want to like you know shout about what's happening in America? But you're not even looking at what's happening here because there's been so many. There's been so many indigenous lives lost in police custody. Like, there's been over 400 since 1991. Like, over 400 deaths in police custody. And nobody, you know, was talking about this until Judge Floyd. No one was looking at this. So it took something to happen in America, a whole different country, hey, it's crazy. for us to so, shine the light on ourselves. Speaking, okay, go on, finish. I thought you were done. So... It took so you had to take like you know what's happening in America for people then would be like okay cool we're all shouting America 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 acting like it doesn't happen here because we even like we've had a lot of people saying okay but that's an American problem that's an American problem why do we care about it that's an American problem at least it doesn't happen here the prime minister even went on radio and was like uh, this makes him think about what a wonderful country Australia is <laughs> and everyone's like hold up. Are you forgetting that Australia, like how Australia came about? Are you forgetting that Australia is built on genocide? Are you forgetting all the indigenous lives that have been lost in prisons? Because they get fucking harassed by the police all the time. The same thing, the same thing that's happened in America happens here. Yeah. Not yeah, even yeah. like in a mini- miniaturized way. It happens here. Like they, they're getting locked up for no reason. They're getting harassed by police. They get all the time. Yeah. Over 400 deaths and not one conviction. No, not a single cop has been convicted for any of the killings, any of the deaths of indigenous people in prisons. It's really it's crazy. crazy. It's really, I and think... now, it's, now is when we start talking about all these things because Judge Floyd. If that didn't happen, no one would have looked at this. No one would, no one would have spoken about it. Yeah. And I, I want to say a big shout out to Black Lives Matter because from when I become aware of Black Lives Matter Freddie Gray when I was in, Bal- in Maryland yeah. Yeah. Freddie Gray died in Baltimore, Baltimore yeah. Yeah. so that's when I became aware and I remember people were going to protest but I'm a foreigner I don't protest anything no you can't protest anything because right? I don't want to I'm not dying for under mask it's not even dying so the truth is the truth is, if you get arrested at one of these protests you get deported automatically and you can't apply back for another 10 years like you can't come back yet. so, and, so but, it's, but it's also, dangerous for you I also remember when I didn't really understand Black Lives Matter when I first heard about it but now we're seeing the fruits, right? People have persisted. See, Every time somebody died, yeah. there were people, people that were always still on it, still on it, still pushing the matter, still pushing yeah. the matter. Until now, it has hit the, t- the critical point. The One thing, point. I think I think this is going to be... I think this is actually still further down than we think. So, um, I, I don't, I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know if I'm all the way accurate with all the legal stuff that I have gathered from this, but I'd like to have this conversation. So anyone that wants to slide in my DMs and argue with me, please, I'm open to it. Make my day. Um, or educate me better on it. But 
just having conversations with people about the legal ramifications of what's going on and just my own research, right? What I've come to find is this particular case, right? So it was a third degree murder. And if you know how that works, so the difference between third and second is mm-hmm. intent. intent. The difference yes. between second and yep. first is premeditation, premeditation yeah. right? So it was third degree murder. Mm-hmm. And the idea was that like, there was no intent to kill, but it resulted in someone's death anyway. Now, mm-hmm. if you know what that's like, it's like if you hit somebody, if you hit someone, that's like the general. It's like an accidental death, yeah. basically. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you hit someone with your car and you die, like that's, that's there was no intent degree. to kill, but there was yeah. a death. I know, like a crazy example is, for example, you went on YouTube and saw how to make bombs, and you were like, you know what? Let me try this, try and it. then it blew up, and people died. Like mm. you, you didn't intend to kill anybody, but you killed someone. Ah. Uh, what do you expect the bombs? <laughs> no, like yeah, why you still why you still why you still connecting and why you still working? It maybe you I left the place. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Oh, you were experimenting. <laughs> you experimenting. Bombs. You are not trying to kill somebody. You're just wondering, ah. wondering how your engineering degree will pile up if you start making ah, bombs. Wow. Wow. <laughs> ah, Interesting. <laughs> but, but, uh, but yeah, but like, but with, with second degree murder, there is intense but no premeditation. So it wasn't like you plan to kill them, mm-hmm. but like an but example is like, uh, so they classify a drive by as. A second degree murder, right? Like, but there was, you know, where you're going, isn't that yeah, there's, there isn't that is, premeditation? Like, yeah, no, my this where's tells yeah, you where to go. So, if you if you know what how a drive by really works, they don't aim the gun, they just shoot, yeah, okay. right? So, in that space, it's like you weren't really aiming for one person, okay, you were shooting, but there was an right. intent to kill, okay. So, that's second, so that's that's like that's how it's still classified as second degree murder, mm-hmm. however. So, when this was moved to second degree murder, mm-hmm. it was. It's not just basic second degree murder. Now it's classified as a felony murder, and that's where the problem is. That what happened really kind of, if you look at what it is, it really does fall under felony murder. But felony murder is so convoluted <laughs> that right. it's so convoluted that there's a problem because in felony murder, while it's second degree murder, and what you need to prove is intent, not premeditation, you still have to prove premeditation, but for a separate crime. So felony murder really is that you were committing a felony and it resulted in a murder. Mm. So there has to be premeditation for the felony. So like, oh. right? break, so exactly, so like, so like, exactly. If you went to rob someone, if you went to rob a bank, for instance, and you shot somebody, you didn't go there to kill. But the moment you pointed the gun at someone, you shot them. So that's yeah. second degree murder, but felony. Exactly, but the felony. Felony is the bank robbery. Exactly, but there was premeditation, was premeditation to go there and rob, right? Okay. So the idea here is felony murder. So the felony in this case was that George Floyd was being assaulted. The officer assaulted him. Mm-hmm. That's the felony that mm-hmm. he committed. Then a, a murder happened from it. Which there was an intent to kill. So the first thing to do is one thing to do is prove the intent to kill in that situation. Now you can argue that like he put his knee on the man's neck, which you know is going to cut off circulation to his lungs and his brain. So there, right there, somewhere in the middle, you could say intent. Also, the man called multiple times in the middle of that that he couldn't breathe. He, yeah, he and lasted lasted so lots of for eight minutes, right? And he yeah. never took his, his his knee off. So like at some point, even if you didn't know. That can turn How can into it be like, oh, I've been on here for a while, man. Right, and other, and, other, and other things. The problem with is is felony. So now premeditation in that sense is like going to assault George Floyd was premeditated. Mm-hmm. Can they validly prove that in court? One. Two, the reason why I, when they upgraded it to second degree murder, they charged all the other officers is because when you charge, when you do felony, when you charge someone for felony murder, all the co-conspirators have to face the same uh the same charge, right? So all the co-conspirators. Now you have to prove that the co-conspirators took affirmative action, action. to enable that crime happen. So you have a bunch of police officers standing around, one blocking the camera, right. and we're saying, yes, because they're police officers yeah. and they didn't do anything about it, they were co-conspirators. But if they were civilians, 
would we say that? Do you understand what I like, said? So, the law is not the authority. The exactly. Thing. So what we're saying is based off of the authority, but the law is looking at it based off of the action committed. Is it affirmative action? But there was also another action. You know, but it wasn't only Chauvin that was on his on him. There were two yeah, there others. were the other two who were on, on his back. back as well. So those guys, those, like, those, affirmative those, those guys took affirmative action in the assault, right? So yes, you can, you can, you can kind of. You can kind of argue that, but you know that defense is going to argue for policing and resisting arrest and all that rubbish, right? Right. So, like, we're fighting and it's good, and we're celebrating that they've charged these guys with second degree murder, and no, like, but it's so convoluted that like, it's still in their favor. Oh, we the law just, is always in some, their favor. Yeah. So, so much of us just don't understand the law that we don't realize that like the way it's set up, they could walk even if we, without reasonable doubt, you prove that Derek Chauvin committed this crime. Dude, do we go back on the streets and riot? We need to mark these niggas, man. Hey. FBI, I said it with my chest. <laughs> just kidding. Free <laughs> 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 laws and policing, right? There's, there's so many, and if you want to, I mean, I'm not a lawyer, like you said, but there's something about American law that people don't understand, and that's like precedent. So, precedent is set by past court um, yeah. rulings in like the Supreme Court and other courts, right? And then you can, then you say, oh, you're gonna quote this particular verdict. And use it as your defense. The reason police always get away, and they literally train yeah, the police. because there's no in the police, they train them to tell you, I feared for my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is a, I don't remember the court case. I listened to another podcast that really broke it down. But no free club. <laughs> yeah. But um, there was a past case, I don't know what year, that that president was said that when the police says that they fear for their life, they're not allowed to take lethal action. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so that defense is so so airtight for the police. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't matter what happened. Also, yeah. also the way policing is policed, if that makes sense. Oh, the, the, the unions and stuff. The way policing is policed is set primarily on precedent. So charging a police officer, precedent is like 99% of how a police officer is charged. So mm-hmm. because there is no precedent set, it's it's a very convoluted circular process, right? Yeah. For you to determine that the police officer is wrong in his actions, they have to have been previous precedent set. Mm-hmm. For previous precedent to be set, they have to have charged somebody. Yeah, right? and, no one so, never been and so they're not charging people because there's no precedent set. Right? That is why a win in a court case of such magnitude Whoa. goes such a long way because Whoa. it has Whoa. generational implications. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. But yeah, man, guys, go out and vote, please. I can't yeah. vote because I'm Nigerian, but please, if you can vote, you know, I've please, never voted in my life. Please go yeah. and vote. I'm begging you. I've conducted an election, but I've not voted. I've never which voted. Which is weird. It's so sad. If man. you are our friend, <laughs> you claim to be our friend and you don't vote, you, and you see me in Canada, it's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> I just want you to know it's your fault. If you see me in Australia, it's your fault. <laughs> no, not Sweden. Sweden too. And those of you that wanted me there, Okay, I guess you won. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, <laughs> I guess. Touche. <laughs> oh yes. yeah, but now st- staying staying on this whole um racial thing and like talking about the cops as well. Um, I guess one of the things again that comes from the media and that's come from this whole George Floyd thing is just basically how the cops treat black people. I wanted to ask you guys, you know, living in America, have you guys ever had any encounters with the police where you've been racially profiled? Hmm. I've had yeah. one, but I don't know if I can chuck it all the way to like racial profiling. Racial profiling. A lot of it is a lot of it is how I conducted myself because like I'm Nigerian, so yeah, I'm not gonna argue. With <laughs> Did you do it? When? Maybe I might have been there. Who knows? <laughs> do you understand what I mean? But uh, so this one day, I so I used to live on campus, right? When I went yeah. to when I went to grad school, 
I used to live on campus, and my apartment used to literally be like a five minute walk. Like it was straight down. Like the the um, department building was just down the road from my apartment, mm-hmm. right? So I used to just get down and just walk a straight journey, like five minutes, and get into my classroom. Um, so this one day, I have a class at seven p.m. Most of my classes are at nights, if not all. So most of my classes were at night because the day is for sleeping. So I come down from like, I come down from, I come out of my apartment, come down the stairs. You have your drive on? No, I do like this. <laughs> I do. Don't profile me. Please. This Don't is some Nigerian. And, and to be fair, even if I had my drag on, it shouldn't matter. Yeah. Right. But I come down from the, from the. I, I don't wear my drag in public, so I come down from the stairs in my like, of my apartment, right, and to walk to class. And as I as I, I light the stairs, I walk a little bit. So I'm in front. I'm directly beside the building in front of my own building, mm-hmm. right. And then this policeman just speeds up right beside me and parks right, and he's oh, like, damn. "Hey, right." And then I turn around. I'm like. Um, what's good <laughs> right because uh, like the speed with which and the way yeah. he swerved the car and so like, aggressive this is, this is a Fast and Furious movie like so he parks beside me and he's like where am I coming from and I'm like my apartment he's like am I a student here I'm like yeah he's like where am I going to I'm like class he's like so you're a student here I'm like yeah, I yes. just said that nigga <laughs> yeah that's you I'm like yes sir <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 my mother was saying you are being rude to him. That's why he shot you. <laughs> Please. But that's a different. Co- anyways, Please. So, uh, so I'm like, so I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I am a student here. And then he asks for my like my ID, yeah. right? My student ID. So I pull out my student ID and I hand it to him. At this point, I'm like, what's going on? Like, why are you? But I don't, I don't. I'm no, not gonna I'm argue not. with him. I'm not gonna. I'm just. I'm wondering what's going on, right? So he's like, he's like, I. He's gonna call the ID in and have it check out. I'm like, alright, cool, man, but I got class, so I'm, I'm, I'm obvious I was late already to begin with, so it's not really his fault that I was late, <laughs> let's be honest, but I'm just like, I, I guess, and he's like, he's calling it in, right, and then he asks if I have some other kind of ID, at the time, I didn't drive in the US, so I didn't have, like, a driver's license, and I'm like, um, I mean, I have my, my, passport. Yeah, my international passport, but that's in my apartment, like, I'd have to go. I, I'm not gonna walk around with that, right? Yeah. Like, I, I'd have to go into my apartment and get that. And he's like, and he's like, all right, like we'll wait for them to get back to him, right? And we're waiting, right? And he says, oh, apparently some girl called from that same apartment building. So he, though he asks me, he's like, was I hearing any knock or anything? I was like, no, I didn't hear nothing. He's like, some girl called and said someone was knocking at her door, and she kept asking who that is, and the person wouldn't answer and just kept knocking. Okay. And then they had been there for what, like 30 minutes or something. Like they'd been there a long time, and she'd been asking who's that. And so she was afraid for her life, and they wouldn't respond. And so she called the police, right? I'm like, all right, cool, but like, oh, it's not me. Do you know what I mean? And I, I, that's why I say, like, I get it. Like, it's policing. He came there, you know, he's like, oh, but like, I'm around there. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, because like, I live here, but also like, there's other people walking around. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not the only person Plus, here. That's right? definitely profiling because she said she didn't know who was knocking. Yeah, she what? said... Did it not she said sound looked, like a black hand? She said she looked through the, the people and then she didn't see anybody but, like, someone kept knocking. Exactly. So, like, they were... So, it they, sounded they like a black knock. So, I was like... I was the like, knock had rhythm, Abby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I, I get... Hip-hop beat. I don't know. <laughs> I get the policing. I get that, like, they came here but I'm like... 
but it's not me. And I get that, like, you came here and, like, you spoke to whoever you saw first. Maybe that's I'm who you saw first, but, like, I'm not the only... Like, I don't say this to him. I'm thinking this in my head, right? Because, like, my mother taught me not to say this to people. To, to, people, with, to, to people with guns. Whether you are police or not. This guy, people that fought, people that killed Ahmad Aubrey, they were not police, but they had guns. Yeah. They are police. They are still police. They are still police. They are bored. This is America. They are actually a police They are bored. And they don't have anything to do except those so, parties, but they're still police. So he he says, um, so she's like, she called the cops and everything. I'm like, all right, well, it's not me. And I'm like, and if she was in some kind of trouble, and I'm not the one, she might still be in trouble. Like, you might yeah, want to actually help her. You might want to You're literally wasting your time with me. Like, like, and then he's still there, and then he asks me. So I think they, they call him back in, right? And he's like, and they tell him, like, oh, my ID checks out. So I'm like, all right, you know, like. Can I go? And he's like, so you say you don't have any other form of ID. I'm like, I'm like, you already checked this one out. And so I'm like, okay, like, do you want to come with me? Let's go back to my apartment and I can get my passport. And he's like, he just, he just glosses over that question. Like he just changed the topic. He's like, uh, so this is, and he's trying to like, he's saying, he's like, you, you understand? I'm just trying to do my job that like some girl called in. Like he's saying it over and over again. And I'm just standing. I'm like, I don't really know how else to help. Like I'm giving you my ID. Um, I've told you, like, I'm going to class. Yeah. My ID checks out. I've offered to take you back into my apartment mm. to open the door, show you that I own the apartment, show you my ID I in the apartment. I'm not really sure how else I can help. Yeah, but I'm well, like, me, I'm just trying to get to class. So at this point, I'm like, I don't even know how else to help you again. I'm just standing there and I'm looking at him and I'm like, um, but it wasn't me. <laughs> like, that's, that's really what I said. She was like, you understand? I'm just trying to do my job because she called in and she could be in danger. And I'm like, yeah, I understand that, but it, it, it wasn't me. And then he's, he's saying the same thing over and over again, and then this other white police officer drives over, and he's like, what's going on? And then the guy explains it to him, and then I feel like he's like a superior officer to that guy, and then he has my ID and says I can go. The police officer who stops me was black. The other one who comes was white, mm-hmm. right? And then he has me my ID and says I can go, and I, like, I leave. But like, that's really as close as it gets. He didn't rough me up or do nothing, but I think a lot of that was about how I conducted myself. But at the same time, it was like, I don't go out of my way to be like, ah, that was a racist thing. Just because, I don't know, maybe he's doing his job. Also, he was a black police officer, and I know that they are still, like, yeah, even they are still, yeah, they are still crazy the way they are. Yeah. But I just like to just gloss over the story because it was a crazy thing. Because I imagine me being like, oh, but what do you want me to do? Pow, pow, six warning shots in the but, back. But that's the thing, though. Okay, that brings another conversation about that whole... We 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 need to conduct ourselves a certain way. Oh, I agree, but way. I I also very greatly disagree with that whole. Comp- you but, have to disagree yeah, with your head in this situation. I disagree you know here. You catch me on the street. No, no, Sorry, I sir. won't. But think about it. Think about you, it. Like, you don't want to experiment with your life. Even Mopo for Nigeria, you used to argue with them. Let them give you slap. See this guy. I agree. I wouldn't argue. But fundamentally, like, think about it. It's wrong. Why is it? It's very problematic. It's very problematic. I tell you why it's because of of uh, what's at stake what he has at stake is global outrage what you have at stake is at stake is death. no i'm not saying i'm and, okay and so here's where i'm going with this here's where i'm going with this right and this is a conversation that i think they were trying to have last night that they weren't doing very well um but here's where's here's the fundamental thing i think they were trying to get at the system is not broken the system is not flawed. Oh yeah. The system was is the system. The system is designed the way it was made for us. So you can't be trying to fix the system that is not broken. No, yeah, obviously. You have to, you, if you want a system that works for you, you have to put something new in. You have to find ways to survive in a, in, in a system that is built to kill you. Fair enough, right? There's, there's, but there are countless 
literally countless people mm-hmm. who have 100% complied yeah. and still died. Exactly. And exactly. Did you not see the video of the guy was Which? on the floor and behind his back? Ten guns drawn on him. His 90-year-old grandma stood over him begging the police, don't kill my baby. And then they shot that over. Yeah. Do you get? What's so we're talking about this thing too, too fast. What's the guy's name? The one that they shot in the train station. The one that. Um, is it the Fruitvale station? The one, one that that Obina guy did move. Sorry, I say Obina. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, yeah, Fruitvale station. Yeah. I keep, I keep calling him Obina role. because someone said he looks like one round of Obina. <laughs> so now nah, I can't get Obina out of my head. <laughs> but yeah, the, 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 the guy literally asked the cop, why did you shoot me? And the cop said, I don't know. Yeah. So, like, so I, I, yes, you, you can't comply. And still get shot. But <laughs> if you if you think about it, but right, I'm talking about if okay. if you're constantly like just as a human being, right? If you are dating a babe, mm-hmm. well, let's break it down. <laughs> dating a babe, and this babe used to annoy you every time, mm-hmm. and then you're like, for you know, this is not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Or it's not a big deal. What she's doing is not that big a deal. But she keeps doing the so thing over and over and over again. And then one day you spark, right? Are you now expected to never spark if you constantly are being harassed? Like you're constantly. You know, they are constantly doing this thing to you. Every time you have an encounter with the police from the time the you are 13. No, think, wait now, because we both, we just came to this country. Yeah. Right? And in Nigeria, when they punish us, we just adapt to punishment. Yeah. yeah. But then here, you've been told that this is land of the free. That's what you've been told your whole life. So, you, since you were 13, or maybe even 11, depending on how tall you were, the police, every time you have an encounter with police, it's negative, it's negative, it's negative. Then one day, you're minding your business, police pull you over for some bullshit. And you're like, what the fuck? Right? You're like, why did you pull me over? And it's yeah. like, ah, oh, why it's been aggressive? It's time to blast. Yeah. Right? And then you're not like, oh, but you should have complied. But how can you comply when every single fucking time, even me, well, right? Even me, yeah. like, when we lived in a certain shitty apartment, there was one time they had towed <laughs> our car. They had towed our car. What's so funny many- is, all four of us, all four of us lived there. That's, <laughs> that's why it's funny. That's why it's told me, like, actually a time all four of us lived there at the same time. Listen, they me four times. Ayo had this car there and they towed that car so many times. One day I saw the guy towing somebody and I just freaked out. I saw the guy towing the car and I just came out and said, This is my roommate's car. I didn't know whose car it was. I said, This is my roommate's car. Yeah, not, and in Texas, if they've not taken the car away, you can still. You can still and I said, This is my roommate's car. Take it off now. And it was like, you have to pay a hundred dollar fee, pay cash right now. I was like, no, I'm paying cash right now. I argue with this guy for like 30 minutes. This very random, nobody's car. But just because, I don't know who this guy was, but just because I just saw that tow truck. Yeah, that I, so imagine, was terrible. So imagine, imagine, that's me and the tow truck driver, right? But now imagine that, and the tow truck driver knew he was wrong, right? He tried not tried to extort me on top of that, by asking me to pay him cash. So, and after I calling them, I was just sparky, I was just upset. I was just upset. All that stuff was happening in my life. So, I just decided to... <laughs> <laughs> so I decided to just be upset with him. But then, just just imagine, like, like now it's with the police. And every single time, and then you keep seeing other people's cars getting yeah. towed. Every time you go on Instagram, it's people's cars getting towed again. Yeah. Again. And again. You're getting towed again. And then you never see why people's cars getting towed. Like, ah, something is going on here because both of us are parking in this place. So how can I be expected to not react like a human being? That's on the nose. Like, how can I... He's like, my guy, just say what you're saying. How can you expect me to, like, act like a human being? How can you expect me to be the calm one when every time it's my car you're towing? So, and that that leads me back to where I started this from, right? I I absolutely agree that, like, you can't stay civil every time, right? Like, you can't stay civil every time. The reason why we, we, we try to stay civil is, like, you don't want to lose your life, right? Mm-hmm. You already yeah. there's already uh, you're already stereotyped as 
dangerous. Yeah. Right? And that stereotype rings through culturally in several respects. Like, we're focusing on police brutality because these are the people that are expected to, to, to protect you and they have significant authority. Also, they, they are allowed mm. to wield guns, right? So it's such a big deal. But these stereotypes ring through when you walk into a store and they are following you around. Do you mm-hmm. understand? When you yeah. mistakenly date an Asian chick and she tells her father and they say a bunch of things in Chinese and you can't understand anything they are saying in Mandarin but like you hear your name a couple times and you're like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah who, who are, you, are you talking about, right? And and obviously, they know you don't understand Mandarin so they are saying it because they don't want you to understand what they are saying, mm-hmm. right? It's, it, it, it rings through every single time you appear black which you cannot avoid mm-hmm. for the sake of the fact that you're black. Mm-hmm. The point is, it's either you roll over and die, which I don't advise to anybody, or you destroy the system. Yeah. Destroying the system is where we're at. Yep. But destroying the system means lives will be lost. I am not going to tell anybody to go and put their life on the line, but if you feel like you're angry enough and you want to shoot people, Mm. Who am I? I'm not a man of a uh, picture of peace. I'm a war. I'm a war. I'm a fight. In the bushes. That's all I'm saying. Oh, that's oh, all God. I'm saying. So yeah, do as the spirit leads. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, I'm not promoting. I'm not, promo- I'm not promoting violence. I'm not promoting. I'm not promoting anything. Yeah. All I'm promoting is that people should freedom of expression. Yeah. The first that's amendment. What you need to do. Yeah. We, like, we understand the nature of power and violence. I I would never unless I was going out there to be violent myself and willing to put my life on line. I never feel comfortable like Ovo said asking anybody to do the same. But then. That being said, like you said, we understand the nature of power and violence. Yeah. We understand that power is a struggle and oftentimes it requires violence. That struggle is violence. So, and even Bible, what did the Bible say? Kingdom of heaven suffered violence. And violence, violence taken by, by force. This, uh, is, this, is, this is God and you know, ministering to us. Who are we to go against his law and preaching? So, <laughs> Please, take uh, up arms. So, I think bass goes and bass. <laughs> Look, like... Um, a thing that I think is so important when I hear the conversation around like uh, the rioting is affecting black businesses too, and I'm like, who told you that? Because here's the thing about these black businesses that you don't realize: a lot of them have black faces at the forefront, but they're not black owned. A lot of them are not black funded. They have investments from some white guy, but that investment has probably led them to have that guy own 51%. They're still the yeah. face of the thing and they're doing everything, or some bank that is funding it. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, black-owned businesses. Not really. Not really. And there was, there was a video where this woman was really, really uh, pained about it. And she was like, you're talking about people, right? Like, let them right. Like, we don't own shit. What are you talking about? We're destroying Oh, the lady who did the monopoly. Yeah. I love that video. That analogy was so good. Yeah, I saw that so many times, man. If you ever find that video, man, you need to go listen to it. She didn't show like, we don't own shit. And black people are just actually fighting for it. Yeah. They're lucky we're not trying to get revenge. revenge. Yeah. What, what, what she was talking about, what she was alluding to um, is uh, in Tulsa, Black Wall Street, right? Yeah. So if you ever go do your research on Black Wall Street, you could realize that like these people came and dropped they, bombs they dropped the bomb. in their own country because black people have a place for themselves. Just one place. Just, Just one place. small place that they were flourishing. America bombed itself. They were like, these black people will prosper here over Not our dead body. Yeah. And they went to war, yeah. right? 
this was after they have given black people freedom. Free. They said, go and be free and mm. prosper. Why can't you bring yourself up by your bootstrap? And then they came and they snatched your boots. Mm. Like, oh, yeah, now. And these are the strap. same people so that will tell you that yeah, violence yeah, doesn't like, solve anything. Yeah. You know, like, there's a conspiracy, you know, like, they actually talk to the people, you know, that like, they will tell you that they are convinced that the whole flooding was caused by the government to check the black people out. The levees broke now, like, but, like, with Hama and Chisu. But exactly, yeah. but, like, they already knew. Yes, the black people, they, they knew it was going to happen, and white people were like, yeah, let's just take the nigger down. Let's just take the opportunity and get them out. So, so Katrina, like, yeah? Exactly. They broke the dam? They, if you ask, or, or they allowed the the conspiracy, the the conspiracy that they allowed it. But I think I think in the investigation they proved that like they used um um what was it called? They used inferior materials to create the dam. That's why it mm-hmm. broke. So mm-hmm. if at the very least it was at the very least it was negligence. And honestly, a lot of like all these things, all these conspiracy and stuff sound. Out, they found outlandish and they sound far-fetched until you now look at other things that sound outlandish but yeah. you see america's witchcraft spirits in other countries how the cia will try and topple governments how yeah. the, how intricate it is and they are not thinking somebody that was in the cia that went to south america and was trying to manipulate cuba or somewhere like that right and then Bro. they're not here in America and they don't like black people. Are they not going to use the same evil brain? Bro, thank you for bringing that up. I almost forgot. I was just <coughs> talking about Libya mm-hmm. and um, Libya uh, to my friend Gaddafi, right? Libya is a star god. Actually, question what you know about Gaddafi. See, let me tell you something. That's all I was saying. That issue about yeah. Gaddafi, eh? first of all, eh? Gaddafi had been doing whatever he was doing. He had been a dictator in that country for years. Long, mm-hmm. yeah. For years. Right? They didn't have a problem. They didn't have a problem with it. He was suddenly on yeah, an America's radar exactly. when he started well, having plans to for Pan-Africanism. For exactly for Pan-Africanism to consolidate a, um, a, an African, African currency, currency yeah. that would rival yeah. the dollar. He this this man was like you know he still had a conquering spirit, yeah, yeah, but mm-hmm. he was trying to Sometimes conquer need in those the interest of Africa, yeah. and they were like, bastard, we gotta shake this nigga out, bastard. Right? You think you can be a dictator? Why didn't they go and stop dictatorship in Saudi Arabia? What? Why is yeah. Libya the country? To, to battle, do you understand what I mean? It, it, it's it's you you've been looking at these conspiracy theories, man. but and look at look at Libya now. Libya, comp- Libya, when Gaddafi was in, in there power, was a power vacuum. Libya now, yeah, Libya has it's in trouble. Yeah, Libya is in trouble. There's a power vacuum they created now. There's slavery again yeah. in 2020. Like things, oh man, anyways, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why people, please just stop. <laughs> that's that's yeah. really where I've come to. Because I can't protest, I can't fight, I don't have, um, yeah. I don't know how to wield weapons like that. So all I can do I'm is beg, that's my own contribution. Please, stop being, yeah. stop killing um, black people, please. Yeah, I beg. But yeah, it's been great to see like all the people coming out as well to protest. Because even here, like, so I went to the protest on Saturday here in Sydney and it was crazy. There was, I think they said about 50,000 people showed up. Oh, wow. And the funny thing about that was like, they so the day before the high court so basically what happened was there was a you know a facebook thing for the event for the protest and everyone was like rah, 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 i'm gonna come and then basically the government and the fucking police took it to the high court to basically say that you know it's illegal for people to come protest like no one should be allowed to on the basis that it could be dangerous and also a health risk because of covid19 mm-hmm. so um the high court then ruled that um the fucking the protest that was organized was should, was can, like was canceled like wasn't it shouldn't happen it was now illegal because it was a health risk and you know that many people in a place no social distancing yada 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 regardless of that people still showed up so 
about 50k people still showed up thinking that this shit was illegal and then minutes before it started the high court then reversed their decision so people were allowed to protest but then just thinking of the, of the fact that 50k people knew that this shit was illegal and they still showed up anyways ready to protest it was it was crazy like there was so many people and that's one of the things where i look at it and i'm just like okay it's nice that all these people are protesting but hopefully people don't just like leave that march and completely forget about it it's it's really important because i think you look at just one precipice of something i think that could be really important if if executed to yeah. to the maximum and it's to the best point. of like the ability that we can right like yeah you you're looking at like you look at these marches right and it's people of all races you look at at what's going on even just around the world the support for what's happening right now like the protests going on and you realize that like if you milk this thing the right way you really could make a huge difference it may not be all of the difference that you want because as history has shown us you have to concede certain things mm. right so, and you have to figure out what the less important things to concede are but you yeah. could really make a huge difference police reform is the least of of the issues that we should be facing as a first world country but we're facing it so if we can get police reform out of this I don't think we can reform. Do you know how many? We, need to we say we say we say reform because you're not going to have an America that gets yeah, rid of the policing system. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So you have to work. With, you have to be realistic yeah. and work with what you can get, right? Yeah. And if you reform, like the police system and policing, ideally it will work for people if you reform it well, yeah. at least for the majority of people, right? So if you milk what's happening very well. And I keep saying this thing, man. If you when you find where it hurts these white people, you have to after you you slide the knife in, you have to twist. This is the time. Like Corona fucks with the economy, the protests are fucking with the economy too. It's all dominant. This man. this is the time that you need to put pressure on the system because the you affect the dollar. The white man is triggered. Yeah, that's that's the, that's their god, the almighty dollar. That's, that's exactly. the only time that's they care. Once yeah. you start affecting their money. Yeah. 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 So once you fuck with their money, man, they they they're going to have to invite you to the table. And and from what you said, right, that about how you saw how the Supreme Court reversed it, what does that kind of tell you about the, the, the paradigm of power, right? Yeah. You may exactly. think the power it's is in the law, but where is the power really? The power is always has always been with people. The problem it's is the, the people, people have to know that they yeah. have power. Yeah. And most people don't know that they have the power. Exactly. That's where the problem is. Also, for the power to reside with the people, there has to be uniformity across the people. Exactly. In and there's almost never uniformity amongst people. So the reason why racism can still uh, survive in the world, or even America, is that there's enough people to be racist that they can counter the people who yeah. just have common sense. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's just enough racist people that it's like, Okay, that we can, like you can still feel justified in your belief because there's a lot of people who believe what you believe. So am I completely wrong? Do you know what I mean? And and you never really like the way I see racism in America is like the racists are all united in their front, and people who are not racist don't realize that you convince them, oh, racists are not your enemy. I'm not racist. And then it's like okay, there's racist, non-racist, and anti-racist. <laughs> no, it's either you're racist or anti-racist. Yeah. There's no in between, right? Yeah. yeah. And is when when what people in power use to control people that are not in power is to disillusion them, to make them forget where the power actually lies, to make them forget what their interest even is, right? Yeah, it just reminds you that okay, 
until people were showing up. 50,000 people. What are they going to do? Arrest everybody? They're like, look, why are you to serve the people? This is what the people how, want. How many police do they actually have? American police. American police, they plan to arrest all the people. But then but most of the people are going to be white. They are not enough black people. Yeah. <laughs> for, exactly. for you to have 50,000. It's, it's really like the meme that we saw yesterday. American police really trying to fix police brutality with even more police brutality. Yeah, they have police brutality. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny me about this thing? Is that I love the protests. I love everything. I love, man, every, inject it, right? But at the end of the day, it's still playing into the system because one of the biggest issues that America has is the bail system. Mm -hmm. This guy, Khalif Browder, he was never charged. He never went to court. He died in jail in Rikers, right? For a backpack, he didn't steal. The bail system is so inhumane. They will just set an arbitrary number on you. You don't have to be... You can't even go to court. you you can't afford. You can rot in that jail. Now, all the people that are getting arrested for these protests, they are putting this huge bail amount out. Is it that? So, there's a girl that was standing on the police car. Her bail was set at seventy k dollars right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And obviously, we're, the black people are rallying. We're putting our money where our mouth is. We're creating bail funds. But who yeah. are we paying these bills to? Back, mm-hmm. Back into the system, right? Back mm-hmm. to the system. And, and while, I, while I, I agree with what you're saying, but again, this is something that comes up when you start discussing police reform. Yeah. Right? So, if, if you get the end, if you get what you're fighting for, a lot of people will be imprisoned and be at risk but if you do get what you're fighting for you know what you do you change the building system yeah, we you change yeah. the building system you get these people out yeah so at the end of the day it's it's a look everything comes with an opportunity cost if yeah, nobody, should, nobody should be going out there if you're not ready to face what might come which yeah. is the first thing that I, I i like to put out there like like don't go out there if you're not ready for what might come but if you're willing to go out there and if you're ready for what might come man Take it in stride, man. And at the end of the day, it's like, what are we trying to achieve? If we achieve what we're trying to achieve, man, it'll be for the betterment of not just us, but generations to come. And that's yeah. the legacy that you leave if for nothing. And and that's that's see, honestly, that's all millennials have been saying, man. When they say that we ain't good for we, we ain't shit, we're really the only ones that are some shit. Let's be honest. <laughs> well, <laughs> do you have any more questions? Yeah, actually, uh, yeah, I had, so I had one more question before I wrap up here. Yeah. Okay. And it's basically, again, going back to this whole discrimination thing, but not even with the white people. Because, um, so, I think this was last year. So, I met, I met this girl from um, New York. She was on exchange here. And she was, so she is, her parents are Ghanaian. So, you know, she's first generation. But um, she was telling me that over there with her, even though she is black, they're not, like, the African-Americans normally, first of all, see her as African before they see her as black. And I guess that's a question I wanted to ask you guys. Like, is that something that you guys experience? Like, yeah. what's, what, what are the differences that you guys experience with the African-Americans and yourself? Because at the end of the day, the white people are looking at you and they, all they see is black. Yeah. This yeah. can be a whole episode. Yeah. I can, I can, <laughs> this I can, not can be. It I can, is this a is, I, I can give, a, I'll oh, give you a story. Words like like fob, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you a story. Just a quick oh, story. This happened at my old school, right? So at my old school, we had... Um, the African Student Association, and we had the Black Student Association, mm-hmm. right? And then we had Caribbean students and Ethiopian students. But the African Student Association was mostly Nigerian, just because we were the most. And then the Black Student Association was mostly African Americans, even though there was crossover, right? And at a point, we became very tense. It started off with arguing over girls, right? Like. They were trying to talk to our babes. We were trying to talk to their babes. <laughs> frat arguing with n- regular niggas. Like, frat guys were, like, getting all the attention. And the Nigerian guys were like, what's, what's in this frat that you people are fratting about? <laughs> so, it became, but it became very heated. 
right? And we had to get a professor in our school who was a professor of Africana studies. And this professor went to our school in the 90s. And then he now told us the history of the Black Student Association and the African Student Association. Whereas it started off as one black student coalition with different committees on there. But for some reason, at some point, they split apart and they had different missions because there were more African students coming to the school feeling like their, their own goals weren't being served. But what it comes down to is the behavior is tribal behavior, the same way we behave in, in Nigeria. Whereas you see yourself as a Yoruba person or an Igbo person or a Hausa person, they do whatever. It's just tribalism. And because we look like them but we're different, it's like this kind of internal or mental struggle. They're like, okay, they're different, so I have to make them, remind them that they're different, right? Or even us, okay, these people are different from us, but we have to remind them that we're different. So mm-hmm. we have all these things. So one thing that we started with, the professor started with, said, Africans, I want you to tell me what you think about black people. I'm one brave guy. Oh, no. Our president. I'm like, he, he's brave for starting. He was like, when I first started here, I was in biology, and there was this girl I liked. And I was like, it's always big. Why is it about women? Men, men, we need to focus. <laughs> no, no, stop it, stop it. That's, that's what makes us focus. No, but it's always big. So the guy was like, he was in the biology class, right? And so to impress this girl, he used to get good grades so that he could study with her. Yep. See? Focus. And then, and, then, and then another guy, black guy, because at my school, my school had a very big... Um, scholarship program and it was a minority scholarship program so in every class you go to the smartest kid is black or hispanic every single class in my school That's good. so one of these kids was moving on the babe the same and the same tactic so <laughs> he was not he was not like a competition of who can get higher grades <laughs> and so he was not like telling the story of at the end of the day i got respect for him because then he now said this i didn't think all black people were dumb i was like God oh. damn it. God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Baba, you spotted. So then, after he said that, after the black people heard that, they were like, oh! So, the girls now started. Nigerian men don't know when to stop. Oh. So. <laughs> yeah. That's a big one. The, the girls now started. So it was not like. So what I now realized was that as I was listening to it, I was like, this is the same way Nigerians talk about other tribes. Yeah. And then what we forget is that in Nigeria, for us, it's like the tribes are fighting, but we're supposed to fight against the rich and the corrupt leaders. Yeah. In America, as we're fighting each other, oh, I'm Jamaican, I'm Nigerian, oh, I'm black. It's true that we have separate cultures, but we have to remember that the white man is our enemy <laughs> at the end of the day. So we are all in this together. Because if police see all of us, any of us, police will shoot. Whether your name is Kwalumi, or your name is... Devante. Um, or Devante. Or your name is, um, I don't know, Ashley, if you're Jamaican. So, <laughs> yeah, so they will shoot. You know, so, you why know, the same boats? You know what's interesting? I was uh, there was a stand up and uh, he was doing crowd work, right? So he asks the guy, dude, it's conversation. So the guy was talking like, "Oh, where's his girlfriend from?" Right? Mm-hmm. Was I don't think they even asked him. I think he just volunteered that information. But he said his girlfriend is black, Asian, black Chinese and Jamaican, right? And the the comedian black Chinese and Jamaican. The comedian was like. Why the hell do you say black and Jamaican like they're two different? Yeah, things? Two, two, yeah. Like that's like me saying I'm white and Scottish. Yeah, <laughs> like that's one thing, right? But that just shows you how ingrained it is that even when we're black, mm-hmm. we're like we have to specify what kind of black. Yeah, we are. Yep. yeah, and because being black is not a what it was, what you it's say, not it's, a monolith. It's not a monolith. It's so, not one. We're not one congruous thing. Yeah, right. Just like he said, with white people, they can be Scottish. Even in America, it can be from Minnesota or Texas. It can be from wherever. Right, and there are mm-hmm. cultural differences, and there are cultural differences in black people. But we now have to remember: don't 
fight amongst ourselves. We need to remember, don't fight amongst yourselves. Mm-hmm. So, and a lot of Africans that come here when they're young, right? Because I came as an adult. So, did they crack the joke? Not to my face. But you don't say that thing to your face. So, the, the, a lot of people that came here when they were young, right? African they would hear things like scratcher. African booty scratcher, jungle bunny. And one of my friends yeah. was telling me this story, right? And this kid that was telling me the story, he's tall. He's like six seven. Right, and I was telling me that he got kicked out of a lot of schools growing up he because people would call him stuff, and he would start fighting, and then he's bigger, he's taller, he's action. the tallest kid, and he's black, right? And he was in a white neighborhood, and it, so no, actually he wasn't. He moved to different neighborhoods, but people would call him stuff, and he would start fighting. Yeah. <laughs> so, but then later he, he got life together later. But <laughs> I, like it. I was like, I, like I, can, I, can't, I can't imagine me having to deal with that. Like every time you go, hey, African Buddhist scratcher, I guess it's I'm fight time. Eventually, it's time Outside. for action. <laughs> All right. I think it's interesting because just the way tribalism is, I always looked at how Americans, like Americans, when you ask them where they're from, they tell you where they were born or like like where they've lived most of their lives or whatever. Like, oh, I'm originally from Chicago or something, and that's really because like they were born in Chicago. Like their parents could have lived in like Minnesota and moved to Chicago and then had yeah. them there. And they're like, I'm from Chicago. But like Nigeria, no matter where you move to, where you live in, where are you from, you always say your father's tribe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. But you, you can just, see why though. Yeah, you Because it's a language. There's a language there. So it's more identified. The thing the thing the thing with the culture in Nigeria and that's a whole other um, that's probably gonna be our next I don't know if that's gonna be our next podcast topic, but the thing with the language with Nigeria is that Nigeria is Nigeria was not colonized, and that's the thing that I think every time the white people come you over, it was made? yes, every time the white people come over, they just like say colonization, and not everything is colonization. Mm-hmm. Nigeria, Ni- Nigeria was an amalgamation, right? Yeah. That amalgamation is fundamentally different from colonization because they literally they, they just, built it they, together, they, they put it together. So they took people who didn't necessarily live together, who didn't yeah. who, who operated yeah. under different cultural beliefs yeah. different laws and different just even their system of governments were different yeah. Yeah. and put them together and said oh yeah, you oh, guys yeah are so now we have to decide whose system of government we're going to adopt mm. and how it, and why all of us should be okay the fact that we're adopting these people's uh, system of government when it didn't originally work for us right yeah. so it's so ingrained in you to be like we're this thing because we're so different from these people even in the same country that we are that's one of our fun- biggest fundamentals right it is and it's but that's a whole other that's topic, a, right? yeah, we'll talk about the that. thing <laughs> with i think the thing with africans and black american people is this there is a need to f- make your one, you want to show that you're different, yeah. as Shola said, right? Yeah. But even minus that, yeah. that difference comes in, like, you always want to be better than the next person, right? Mm-hmm. So when you express that difference, you tend to express that difference in some kind in of a condescending way, yeah. which is problematic, right? So while we have these very terrible narratives of how black American people are, even though you know that, like, every stereotype is wrong because it doesn't apply to every, everybody, everybody, right? Yeah. And just by, just by you saying it, it's problematic, right? The problem is when you're, Ameri- you're black American... You see these people, you're in a place where you don't particularly fit in because mm. white people don't accept you. Mm. And then you see these Africans and then you don't fit in with them as well. Mm-hmm. And then they use terms to let you know that you are different from us. Mm-hmm. You got taken or your, your, your ancestors got taken as slaves. So mm-hmm. you are a descendant of slaves. Because Africans were rude too. Yeah, we're very, no, like oh, rose culture is African culture and black culture. But we're all Africans mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. So, but then as an African, you hear black people talk to you the way white people talk to black people. Mm-hmm. Just like the thing that like black people hear and be like that's racist. It's the same thing they go down and say to African people and we're like, mm-hmm. I can't say it's racist because you're also black, but at the same time, 
like if you were a different color, like that'd be a racist statement. That so would of be course, racist, just by yeah. by default, I'm triggered by what you said. You know what I mean? So it's like, and that's where the issue is. And then we're, I literally had someone. I one of those things that we were at at UTD, right? Mm-hmm. It was with all those all normal people, the normal mm-hmm. link up people. So I'm yeah. not saying names, yeah, right? Yeah. And then someone literally said to me when I was saying this thing. Someone literally said to me, "But that's what like African like black culture is. Black culture is roast culture." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, the things you don't like that we say to you that offends you, are things that you say are, are things that you have to consider that to us too. African culture is roast culture. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm literally in Nigeria roasting my guys all day, and that's yeah. how we show each other love. Yeah. But yeah. there's just a fundamental dislike of that thing because it doesn't apply to me, and so I don't see how it offends you drastically. It's the same way when you think you're roasting me, you're saying things that are just very condescending. Yeah, and there's also just in-group dynamics. And like, I don't have to laugh yeah. about it. Yeah. I think something about human beings that we need to just highlight. Human beings are, like, I don't know if I want to say genetically predisposed, but... The average human being is your eye is kind of trained to notice differences. Like, yeah, yeah. anything you look at it in anything, like, is that the case? Because there's been several, you, know, you see, all those videos when they ask kids what's different and then they can't tell the difference. I feel like yeah, I feel you think yeah, it's taught. I think, I think exactly like well, it, it could be so ingrained in sure. society that, like, so okay. long as you grow in society, yeah. we eventually start to see differences. Okay, you start to see okay. I mean, it might be taught. I think every, like, pretty much every society not, teaches like, this. Yeah, you're not exactly like you're not yeah. you're not sat down yeah. and told. Some people are anyway, but like by generally, you're not sat down and told notice the differences. But like so long as you grow up in a society that is so predominantly disposed to picking out the differences in people and segregating them based on those differences, you automatically become yeah. that person. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you're yeah, exactly. like you're born with it. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah. So yeah, I, I was just. But at the end of the day, I think pretty much every culture highlights differences yeah and it's so like and i actually my school of thought when it comes to that is and i'll, I'll use this as an example the whole people who say oh, i don't see color mm. that's bullshit differences are there and they're not we're not supposed to ignore them that's bullshit but the question is what do you interpret your differences as you know mm. do you see okay because you're different i'm superior or do you see because you're different okay you can shed some light on some things i don't understand mm. at the end of the day yeah I think back to your question as to um, the relations between, you know, black black American people and um, Africans. Africans. Shola has already some, and we've said it a couple of times. If you let your differences divide you in a com- like you're supposed to be in a common cause, and oh, because um, you came here a little early, not, not to diminish what happened, but came here under different circumstances. Guys, came here a little early. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. I didn't know where it was going with you at first. I was like, I wait. stopped myself. I was like, what? Yeah, we, we know. We, we, know yeah. we came here. No, but oh, just because we're, 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 we're different, different cultures. Yeah, we're different, different cultures. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, but just because you, you came on the first boat. On the first boat. You got a free ride. Yeah. See, look, yeah. that, that term for is so inherently racist. I've reclaimed the, it. <laughs> it's not re- I, I don't I just, like it. You can't reclaim it. I don't like it. The idea of where the boats came from is simply put that yeah. race that racist people or white people went to Africa and dragged people here on a boat. Mm-hmm. So we that we just came were fresh off the boat. No, but even for other people call themselves. Yeah, yeah. other people. Well, I don't call like it. I, but I the origination like of fob came from racism, from slave, like from slavery, mm-hmm. right? It's just so problematic when other African people refer to. I mean, when when 
black American people, or even other African people it's who were other, born here. No, my own is the African people that were born here. African people that were born here refer to other Africans as because folk. Because yeah, just because your daddy won visa lottery, you're not special. Just one one angry <laughs> immigration officer and you'll be one of us. Mm. Do you understand? So be, it's so ridiculous. Like, oh, so yeah. me, I'm fresh off the boat. Sorry, oh, uh, our guy experience. Yeah. Yeah. Come and tell us how we do this thing. <laughs> Anyways, where I was going <laughs> was the reason that um, you guys and us don't have similar cultures or you guys' cultures have been robbed was one, or the reason why we <laughs> are running away from our countries <laughs> due to things are not working. Everything kind of points back to one common, you know, enemy. You know, so let's white just people. Let's just the we are witchcraft. So let's just recognize that, right? And can your witchcraft be affecting black people everywhere at the same time? All about the same way. Come on. So let's witchcraft. come together, guys. Witchcraft. Come on. The problem is that when I'm serious, when we pray principalities and power, really expecting and. Habalist and Juju people. No, you are thinking about this thing wrongly. <laughs> your village think, people think principalities and power. Do your village people really have power like they, that? They think really about don't. it. No. Think about <laughs> it. Some Africans are so annoying. They'll be using their jars to make love potion to uh, collect somebody's money. Thanks. No, but 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 no, because I also saw something that they were like the witches are going to perform under the full moon for black lives matter i was like please which is stay at home <laughs> no, they, are, they are protesting too yeah but they were like we're going to do a even the church of a something ah yay they will yeah. dabaru the old thing again <laughs> please let let god do his work <laughs> please you're you not know satanists satanists are actually about peace you know oh, oh okay okay it's true it's the church of satan i guess uh, and the devil yeah the devil um anyways <laughs> i guess um please I, i'm not yet to talk about anybody's religion but can come on yeah that was that was the last question that i had for you guys man because yeah it's been a, it's been a good chat it's, it's covered a lot of things that i guess we on this side even though like we experienced similar very similar things but in different ways and it's crazy you know like we are on completely different sides of the world where yet the experiences are still so similar and it's it's all because of skin color it's, it's mad that that's it's mad that that happens especially in 2020 but no thank thank you guys for jumping on the podcast with me man thank you cheers for answering my questions and indulging you know some of my curiosities uh, thanks so much for you man as well over over days we've been having over weeks actually now we've been having several conversations about race and uh just how it relates to everything right and i think it of course it's not something that we can avoid just in the current climate of things and i mean whatever light that we can share whatever new knowledge that we can pass across from our and our experiences obviously are not like like there's a lot that we don't get to experience just from our own personal like lives just first of all we're all nigerian here do you know what i mean so but for whatever part we can play in i guess bridging the gap like we fuck with it man we're always down for that so it's all we're more than happy to, to to talk about it you know yeah yeah so i mean this is random sorry I just got on Twitter because, you know, we're rounding up. You don't do that. That's, that's problematic. <laughs> White protesters wash the feet of black protesters, or protest organizers, As per Jesus. and beg for forgiveness I, in North Carolina. I'm uh, like, what the f- That's not what we want. Don't wash my fucking so feet. So what's that going to do? Like, come, like, why are you washing I mean, my feet, I mean, man? Let's, 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 you're just, you're just, I mean, I mean, think about this make it. Think about this Next time a police shoots a black man, they're like, yes, but we washed your feet. But we washed your feet, so, though. So you right, could have run faster right? from the bullets. <laughs> Fam, anyways, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to feel about that. I mean, in a way, Will you live here. If you don't, please, if I you mean, touch anybody's leg again. No, let's 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 call it emotional healing. I think. No, 
I don't know what that was. No, but this guy, no, no, look. I know it's about, but and, and, they and, tried. An effort was made. To the people who say, like, all lives matter, right? I really hope that, like, you can, like, find me and come and really discuss with me. Actually, you just don't even listen to us. We don't want. I know. I, I I've gotten to the point where I don't even, I don't engage in conversation with anyone that says that, man. Nobody said black lives matter more. Just matters. From like just matter. No, like, if, 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 if by now 2020, you're still saying that. Exactly. Shit. Don't so even if, talk. If to you me. say all lives matter, okay, but who? Like, why? Why is that? Why do you need now? to say it when we're saying? You know, like, why? Why? Why is the that way, a question? Do you know what I mean? The way I say it, yeah, people that are still saying all lives matter in fucking June 2020, they know what they're doing. They, they don't know. care. They don't want to know. They don't. Yeah, yeah. I agree and with that you. That is why you cannot reason with racists. Yeah, I'm not reasoning because with them. they are not rational. No. You have to carry. Go- Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, yeah. Okay, Yeah, that that is all from me for today, guys. I don't know if there's anything else like you guys wanted to. Add. Sure, nah, um, I before I would, in light of the times. Uh, yeah, let's let's close it. <laughs> he was about to pull his wife out, but we're still a little rocky. For for the true fans. Oh yeah, I listen, I listen I listen to the podcast. You know, I, I hear the sound all the time. <laughs> yeah, my nigga. Yeah, for the people who know, you know. If you don't yeah. know, you should listen. It's like, yeah. we have like seven episodes. But you know, before, before, before I head off, do you guys, you, you guys want to just, you know, tell the listeners a little bit about your podcast as well? Oh, okay. Yeah. And know, then you do the same. Plug we should plug one episode. I, I, I think I, it's really okay, good. so okay, yeah. what we, we do a lot of social and cultural commentary on our podcast, right? And that's saying it in like the political way. That's like if I was campaigning for president. We like to talk shit, but we like to talk shit about like important stuff, right? So yeah. if you... It really is just like kicking it with the boys, to be honest. We really just get around, and there's like too many people who go in this group of four that are rich, and that some conspiracy theorists, let's be honest. <laughs> but like, we just like drink alcohol. Some of us smoke weed. No, I don't know who are those people, but some of us like smoke weed. <laughs> allegedly. And, allegedly. And then some of us drink alcohol, and then we just like start talking some shit, and we're like, you know who should hear this? The world. Everybody. The world. Everybody should hear oh, this. So, um, and it helps that we're funny. I mean, if you don't think so, you just have bad sense of humor. Let's be honest. <laughs> so it's like, uh, so we talk a lot of shit and we have, I mean, we've gone different topics from our just personal uh, experiences with immigration to how religion intersects with racism mm-hmm. to just even talking about like the male female dynamic. And while like, that's always an interesting thing to talk about like men and women in how we interact with each other. Like, ah, women do this, men are scum and blah, 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 blah. I think those account for like, point one percent of what we talk about because there's so much happening in the world that like if your biggest yeah. focus is like how babes are like not answering your your dms like yeah. my guy be focused man yeah. do you know what i mean mm-hmm. so we we approach a lot of different topics uh not all of us are focused yeah okay so we <laughs> no no we're, we're still focused even when yeah, our stupidity so you guys yeah you want to yeah, pick yeah, one episode so one of one episode that we think is, that's a good gateway um so i i think a good a good one is it? Ah, a good gateway is very unfocused. Let's be honest. Which one? The the, one? the yeah the tweet one is very is very unfocused, but I think it's controversial. It's, it's a very it's a very funny gateway. It's a way to get in and start laughing. But I think you can start to get into more serious topics. I really like where we talk about religion and, and racism, just because like we found several different doc. But we found a document that kind of just led us down a, a path uh, of researching, where we see how for years, several years, religion has kind of intersected what has been used as a driver to kind of just push racism across the world right but then we have had conversations about just trauma from leaving in nigeria and going to high school in nigeria yeah right like it's something that's so downplayed but like 
it's crazy the way it was. So these are things that if you ever lived in those places, you can relate to. But even if you didn't, you can see a different perspective and you can yeah. relate with the people if you have people in your life. Like we said, the two episodes. The first one is called The One About Relig- Religion and Racism featuring Madina and Busoma. Then that one is a serious one. Then if you want one that is just for bants, the one about controversial tweets. That's okay. probably... Those, and then you can also plug yeah, do the same thing. plug one episode of your podcast, you know, because you can say people should listen to your podcast, right? If we post it on ours, but yeah. give us one episode that will really, you know, that will them, them in the chest. Give them, you know, how drug dealers they will let you have a taste, yeah, yeah so that you come back <laughs> for more. So give them the, the strong hair on. <laughs> <laughs> now, I think I think my podcasts are pretty similar as well because I, I like to talk about you know just social issues that we young people face as, as well, but I, I like to look at it from the perspective of you know, those biases that people tend to have and just de- deconstructing those biases because a lot of people just, you know, make up their minds based on random things that they've heard from God knows where and don't even bother looking any deeper than the surface level. So I try to, like, you know, talk about those, but, like, you know, in more of a laid back and just fun setting. So it's usually me and, you know, depending on the episode, if it's a serious one, you know, there's probably, like, a serious guest. If not, it's usually just me and some mates and we just, you know, laugh and talk about certain things but um yeah so going off like you know episodes if you wanted to look at something like you know one of the more serious ones i guess was the very first episode and it's called is your sexuality a choice and that was yeah just trying to deconstruct that whole thing of you know sexuality and especially i think most of it links back to culture like michael our culture as well because being nigerian i think when you're nigerian most things you do just you just always find a way to link it back but um yeah, so a lot of it links back to culture. So that w- that's what that's one episode that you can listen to to get a good idea of you know what we do. And then if you wanted to listen to like just something where we just you know just chatting, just talking, um, and just you know trying to deconstruct something that we face, like we, you know, one of those biases that we face. I I think episode six, which was like um, oh you don't fu- you oh you don't usually fuck with Nigerian guys because that's something that we hear a lot. You know, this whole idea of, oh, you're Nigerian. (laughs) So on that episode, we've just, yeah, we've just, we've spoken about that and how it's just probably one of the dumbest things you can say because at the end of the day, you still come back. Mm. But that's (laughs) the universal thing, man. (laughs) That seems to annoy me, but continue, continue. So yeah, those, I I guess, I think those two episodes are, you know, good ones to get an idea of what we do. But besides that, man, most of the episodes, like, you can click on a random one, like, and you would probably get, you get you'd get a good idea. I think currently I'm on season three, and um, as of now, like each season has been a little bit different. So season one has been, you know, mostly just those social issues, like just random social issues that we face. Season two was more race focused, so I, we had like a whole section on just racism in Australia, and just you know we spoke on racism, we spoke on stereotypes, we spoke on, you know, um fetishization from both the male and the female perspective we spoke on white privilege so you just i think so season two was more of that and then season three has just started and so far there's been two episodes and it's been more just like laid back i think season episode one we spoke about sims episode two we're just answering some dilemmas so yeah check it out yeah all right i saw i saw let's talk about sims baby i like, <laughs> I like that title i'm gonna check that out <laughs> All right, thanks so much, Olwell, um, of Biased Reality Podcast. Um, who wants to see yourself? Anybody? Or is it me? I'm already doing it. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for listening this far. 
Um, hopefully you come back for more. Check out Owo's podcast, Bias Reality. Check out Off the Rails if you're listening on Bias Reality. Um, and with that, we out. Bye. 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 All right. Ah man, that was a good one. That was a good one. I'm sure you agree. That's why I still here. <laughs> you're still here. That's how you know it was good. <laughs> but if you're still listening, we would really appreciate it if you would leave a rating, a review, you know, comment, share, all that on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify Podcasts. And Deezer. Pretty much whatever you listen to your podcasts on. Yeah. And also, if you feel like you're an interesting person, you have something interesting to talk about. Feel free to DM us on Instagram at Off The Rails Pod and we will review and get back to you. Also follow the podcast, um, follow the Instagram accounts. I think that's the only social account that we do have, so follow yeah, the account now. and you know just hit us up and uh, we're definitely open to communicate with everyone who's, who's fucking with us. Come through, let's catch your vibes, it's about to be lit. Alright, let's get it.